Hello and welcome into another episode of American Hammers Radio. I am your host, Tex, uh, for the Fresno Irons, and always joined by the man, the myth, the curly-headed legend himself, Zach of D.C. Welcome in, Zach. How are you doing today? Well, the Nets won last night, so that's always a good thing. Winning your first ever World Series game and your first ever trip as a franchise. It's always a good feeling. And if you lose the series, you know that you won one game. And that's better than a lot of teams can say about themselves. So in that regard, I'm happy. But in the West Ham regard, I am... How do, what's the word? I go with pissed. Pissed? Angry? Yeah, that's a good... Yeah, pissed. So obviously, um, we're going to go into this. And uh, I'm going to... I'm going to try to be uh, as nice as I can, Zach, but here's the truth. Um, we open up in this game. We, we think West Ham are going to bounce back. We obviously have to go up and play Everton up there in Liverpool. Um, never an easy place to go to play Everton away. Uh, people know that, but there's something different about this West Ham team, or so we thought. And sure enough, the game opens up. First 15 minutes, they're kind of dominating us. I think we're a little worried. And I think around the 20th minute, Bernard put in a phenomenal goal that I don't think gets enough credit. And I, I, It was a beautiful goal. He, I don't know how he put it in, but I'm going to say this. Sure enough, I, I said it to the Fresno Irons, a player that was linked with West Ham United and almost signed for us, sure enough, scores a goal against West Ham United. After that, you thought, okay, you know, you know, there's your there's your wake up call, West Ham. Let's get going. But we were completely dominated, Zach, through the whole game. Even with the changes at half, taking Philippe Anderson off, which I did not agree with. No, that. not at all. Um, I I'm just gonna tell you now, Pellegrini got it wrong. He normally is right, but that was a poor choice in lineup. Um, I know Yarmolenko was coming off international duty, but he still has to start. We're too thin in that position. Fornals proved yet again that he is a quality player, but he is not ready to play in the Premier League. All three of our forward-thinking players, Lanzini, Anderson, and Fornals, all looked like they were playing in different games, and it was very frustrating to watch. Um we fell apart, could not string passes together. There was multiple opportunities in the game to get something going, and nobody was on the same page. It was horrendous passing, and sure as shit, another player linked with West Ham United comes on late in the game, Gilfie Sigginson, and in the 92nd minute, he put in a fucking beauty of a goal to really just staple home what we all already knew, that West Ham United were not prepared to play in this game. They were not ready. And sure as shit, Zach, sure as shit, West Ham United lost the game 2-0, but it felt like we got beat 6-0. It was god-awful. So, it, by the way, the goal was in the 17th minute. In the first half, West Ham, even though they had 47% ball possession, only had two attempts on net. And one of them was on goal. Only one. And we had more free kicks than them. But we had four – we had to make four saves on it. And you just can't do that. And, like, if you look at it, we had 213 total passes in the first half. We only completed 148 of them. 
That's not good. That number needs to be a lot higher. Yes, I understand that it's a lot of short passes and a lot of long passes get intercepted, but we need to do better. We could, the way that we played was pathetic. It was pathetic. We looked anemic. We looked like we were all reading different – we were all trying to play for the same team, but we were all learning different systems. I felt like I was watching a Glenn Hanlon-led Washington Capitals team. It was pathetic. It was absolutely pathetic. And I know we're coming off an international break, and that tends to do a lot mentally for players. Because if you're going from your international team where you're taught to play like this, like this for your manager, and then you come back and you need to completely readjust your mind to that, to playing for your club team. But it's at the same time, we we are so much better than what we showed last weekend, and we need to prove to the world again that we can still be a good team and we can still compete for a top six spot. And last yes, yesterday did not well Saturday did not prove any of that. It looked like we were going we were ready to go down, not up. Well, looking at that, West Ham have now fallen all the way down to eleventh, and the team we play coming up, Sheffield United is now in ninth. So we are officially in the bottom half of the table, I think for the first time since week three of the Premier League season, which is very, um, it, it's hard because it is. we expect a standard. The only bright spot in that game, Zach, was Roberto. He was the only bright spot. The goal that went in on him from Bernard, I do not fault him at all. Um, he, there was multiple opportunities for somebody to put in a challenge and get the ball. I understand it's in the box, but my God, we were so passive back there. We looked like a prom dress on prom night, man. We were just willing to fall to the fall to the ground and let people go by. It was incredibly frustrating to watch. Um, that goal for Bernard, he just wanted it more. And I don't think Roberto gave him much of a window, but he found the one little slit um, in Roberto's armor and got it in. And that goal from Gilfie Sigison, Gilfie should have never been able to get that shot off. No. So that, that's We were thoroughly dominated in the game. The only bright spot was Roberto and his nine saves. And he's a player that I'm a firm believer, um, you know, we're lucky to have him, and I think he proved it in this game. Is he Fabianski? No, he is not. He is not Fabianski. His distribution is god-awful. But the one thing he's good at, and he's proven it, is he's a shot stopper. And you, we've got to find a way to help him out. Because at this current moment, Zach, my worry, my worry radar is starting to come up. It's starting to rise. I'm starting to get frustrated because... We have too much quality on this team to go out there and play such a shitty performance. So that brings me to this question, Zach, because I know that you have some secret stat, some awesome story, and I know you're going to make me feel better here. What the hell do we do to fix what's going wrong with West Ham United right now? Well, so to quote Pellegrini, if I could have changed the whole 11 at half, I would have. And I think that says... It says literally everything you need to know about the game. You don't if you didn't watch it or you didn't didn't watch the highlights. That's literally all you need to know about how poor we played. But at the same time, I do personally. I wonder: Do we have a sports psychologist on call that we can talk to all the players and figure out what the fuck was that? What the fuck's going on? Um, if you look at um, Dustin Pedroia, when Dustin Dustin Pedroia, I think in 08 or 09, took a ground ball that hopped right in front of him to the face, broke his cheekbone. And he was out for a long part of the season. And coming back, 
he sat down with a sports psychologist who challenged him to, because he was very afraid of going out there and taking ground balls again. And the ball comes and it hops up in his face again, he's going to get a broken face. So he legitimately thought to wear one of those masks, like it's, um, a softball player or uh, the guy for the Pirates in the 70s that wore a hockey mask. But the sports psychologist pretty much said no. And he, they rebuilt him mentally back up to be an all-star shortstop that he was. Unfortunately, he's too injured to do anything now, but you can't help that. But we, if we do, if we don't have a sports psychologist on staff, we need to find a sports psychologist and get him in and talk to every single player to figure out what the fuck is going on. Because what is going on right now is absolutely abysmal and appalling. To have two consecutive uh, losses like this is not good, and it's not how you win. So, okay, hang on. Excuse me. We have four losses in the past. Um, sorry, three losses in the past four games and a draw at Bournemouth. That's not how you win. That's not how you win fans. That's not how you win promote promotion to Europa or the top six. You don't. You we need to figure out mentally what's going on because what's work what's going on now isn't working and it showed evidently. I, I I'm gonna tell you, uh, I, Zach. We have a sports psychologist on staff. His name is Manuel Pellegrini, and he needs to light the fire under those guys. And I'm telling you right now, if you're asking me how to fix it, I'm going to tell you exactly how to fix it. You start benching guys. You start putting guys on the bench, and you start taking their bonuses away, and you start stop giving them the opportunity. Because the thing is, it, this is not what I saw under Slavin Bilic. But what I am seeing is we're starting to think we're better than we are. You yeah. can tell that in the way they play. You have a guy like Robert Snodgrass on the on the on the bench. Put him in. He always puts in a shift. He runs his ass off. He's not the best player in the world, and I think everybody understands that. But the one thing Robert Snodgrass is going to do, he's going to when he walks off the pitch, he's going to be dog tired on his knees because he's given you everything he's got. Put him in there. Let him lead by example. We know we have better quality players than him. We are fully aware. But I don't know what's going on. I think Lanzini, I think we need to start taking a harder look at. We know what kind of player he is, but what has he actually done this year other than the one assist that he has? He hasn't done enough for me, and maybe he needs to be dropped. He's my favorite player. I admit that, besides Mark Noble, of course, because he's everybody, West Ham fan number one. But my, my, my point is you may need to look at dropping Lanzini. And because Lanzini's not doing anything, Anderson, I feel like, is playing with all this pressure like he has to be the one to make something happen. And he's not being he's not playing loose and free, and well, that's when we see the best of him. Yarmolenko on the other side has to be on the pitch. He's got to get minutes. And not starting him and, and putting in Fornals, I just don't I don't agree with that move. It's not that I don't like Fornals, but I think Fornals is a guy that comes off the bench in the 80th, 70th, 80th minute and maybe finds a way to get a goal when there's no pressure on him and he can just go out there and play. But when you start him in a game, he is clearly mentally not ready. But something needs to happen. He has to shake up the side. So, actually, I was just thinking about this um, earlier today when I was working out. Do we put Fornells up for a loan, for a half-season loan, just to see if we can't, if he doesn't get anything going, do we put him out on loan and say, let's see if we can get him going somewhere, um, somewhere else on loan, and maybe if he gets going again, we we call him back for the start of next season, and he builds up confidence, he feels better about himself, 
or do I put them down with the U23s, which, by the way, the U23s are on top, on top of the table. So... I don't know if a loan is the right move. Uh, the reason is, is because I'm not sure what our January budget's going to be. And what concerns me is Fornells is better than anybody we have in the under 23s, but he's not good enough yet. So he's, he's a tweener. He's kind of like I was in middle school when I wanted to talk to girls, but I'd rather play video games. He's just a tweener right now. So I, I think the only thing is, you, you pick and choose your spots to give him minutes in Premier League action, and you make a point to do that because the quality in the player is evident. There's things he does on the pitch, but he doesn't understand yet how to work and function inside of Pellegrini's system no. and with his running, his forward mates on the pitch. That attacking force when him in there becomes disjointed because he's not ready for it. So I'm a firm believer that I like what, what they're doing, but I think what needs to happen is he doesn't need to feel any pressure. He's got to be able to play loose, and that's what's not happening right now because we have to admit something, Zach. We are out of form, and yes, we, are, we are very much out of form. We have been out of form since the conclusion of Manchester United and our 2-0 win. You know, we have, we have an EFL Cup loss to Oxford. We have a draw against Bournemouth, which we had to fight back to get that draw. That's hey, I'm happy we got that draw. Um, that felt more like a win at the bar than it did any than anything else. So let's be honest. I, I'm gonna. Well, I am being honest. In retrospect, it's now concerning because I thought maybe, but now there's something. You know, three times of three poor performances in a row. It's now a trend. There's yeah. now things that are happening on the pitch with West Ham United that weren't happening a month ago. And we have lost our form. We're starting to accumulate losses. We're dropping points. And the thing is, we want to be fighting for that top seven position, which is, I think, all West Ham fans want. We want to be at worst seventh place. You cannot lose points against Crystal Palace at home when you're up 1-0. Yes, you can't lose that game, and then we turn around and have that performance against Everton. We'd be singing a different song right now. Yes, we got dominated, but we'd be saying that's a tough place to go. It's a one-off. Like it'd be a much different feel. But because it's been consistent, Zach, there are concerns for the way West Ham United are playing, and we are out of form. You want to be a sports psychologist? I think we have one in Pellegrini. I think you just shake up the team. So my real question to you is going to be this. Do you think shaking up the team is going to have a different result when we take on Sheffield United on this Saturday? So will it? It might. But at the same time, it's Sheffield United. And Sheffield United is actually doing very well considering. So this season, this is according to Sky Sports. They are. They've conceded seven goals, which is uh, first in the Premier League. Conceded five in open play, first in the Premier League. Um, shots on target faced, thirty-three. That's tied for fourth. Save percentage is at seventy-nine percent, which is first. And they have four clean cheeks, which is tied for first. So that is indeed scary numbers when you're um, thinking about trying to shake things up. Putting in Yermolenko instead of Fornells—that's always a good idea. But at the same time, Rice didn't look that great either. I think it's time we start to we put Zavaleta in and we let the old man be the old man. If you're going to do it, I think this is the game to do it. Sheffield United don't have 
I mean, they've got players. I'm not saying that they don't, but they don't have a lot of guys on the team that I think are going to scare you. So having the veteran leadership of Zabaleta out there could be a very positive influence. Actually, thinking about it, I really like that idea. You know, here's the thing. They they nicked a late winner against Arsenal in their last game. Um, well, let's be honest. It's Arsenal, and, you know, they probably got distracted because somebody said that something was cool and Arsenal's full of hipsters, so I had to say it's not cool, and that's probably what ended up happening there. Um, they have a draw against Watford um, in the game prior to that. They lost to Liverpool 1-0. That's an impressive loss to me, as, as weird yeah. as that sounds. They lost 1-0 there. Um, in the third round of the EFL Cup, they went down to Sunderland, though. And then they have a 2-0 win over Everton when Everton were in poor form. And before, you had the six changes that Marco Silva made to play against us. So I'm not really going to do that, but they did lose to Southampton. So I think there's a lot of smoke and mirrors going on with Sheffield United. I think there are. I don't think they're as good as they are. I think it's very clear by the stats that you provided and looking at those scores that they are a very strong defensive team. They are very organized in the back, and they probably make it really tough on them to break them down. But what do good teams do, Zach? Good teams find a way to get a goal. And right. that's what I want to see from West Ham United. I want, to, I want the side shucking up. I hope at minimum I want four changes. I want four changes into the team. I want the light. I want one of those changes for sure to be Manuel Lanzini. I want the fire lit under his ass, and I want to see him go out there when he comes in off the bench, and I want to see him play like a man possessed, and I want to see him be the guilty Sigison that we saw and go get that awesome goal and reestablish what he is and the quality he has. That's what I want to see in this game because – when you're talking about Sheffield United, let's be 100% honest, Zach. Let's be real. Can you name a player on their team that scares you? Can you? I mean, I'm not saying can you name a player. That's not the question. I can't even name a player. That's the point, Zach. There's not a player on that team that anybody fears. And I'm not saying that they don't have good players. But what I'm saying is they don't have guys that have done it that I know their name. And I'm not going to learn your name, Zach. I'm not going to take the time to learn your damn name if you're not somebody worth listening to. So if Sheffield United come out and beat the dog shit out of us 4-0, I'll eat my words. But I'm telling you right now, this is, in my opinion, this is a come-to-Jesus moment, a moment of truth, your zenith. This is a season-defining moment for West Ham United against Sheffield United. Yes, it's early, but you have to do something right now, Pellegrini, to change the mentality of this team. Do not let them be comfortable. And if I was English, I'd say you got to do something to get them bothered. Okay, so they have a guy, a midfielder by the name of John Fleet. You, I guess you could say that Sheffield United is on fleek. Oh, my God. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, another, another pun from the Zach, the Zach man himself. So, Zach, <laughs> we've been talking about Sheffield United. We've kind of – We've kind of organically got into this preview here, and we talked about them, and I think we're both in agreement that we want to see changes. Um, we need to see a different mentality. We don't really fear Sheffield United, but it's very clear that if we come out with the same mindset we did against Everton, Sheffield United is going to win this game. Yeah. They are 100% going to win it. <clears throat> so 
I need I need you to make me feel better here. And as always, this is everybody's favorite segment. I get text messages from my mother about this segment. Um, it's the segment that I think um, is the reason that you have the most beautiful girlfriend in the history of um, at least my life, because most of my girlfriends have three toes, and it's odd. Yeah. But um, what, I'm what, just going to say this. Or something? I I I, I <laughs> thought the website said a Hobbit for you, and I thought that that was you know, something different, but I was clearly wrong. So <laughs> here, here's the deal, Zach. I want you to give us the Zach attack on Sheffield United. Zach, take it away. Oh, hang on. This is home. I thought this was in Sheffield. This changes a lot. We're finally going to get some home cooking, which hopefully this actually means something. But we still need to worry about the Sheffield United supporters. This is This is only our first – this is only our second game against Sheffield United – since Sheffield United went down in 2007, uh, and that started the whole um, Tevez and uh, who's his face? What's his name? Mascherano? No. I'm blanking. It, it was yeah, Tevez and Mascherano. Yeah, yeah. That started that whole problem with um, third-party transfers and whatnot, and that started the lawsuit, and that started a whole bunch of problems for Sheffield United. And that's and that led to West Ham actually paying Sheffield United twenty million pounds in the sport of arbitration accord because that's what they ruled that had Tevez not been playing for West Ham, they would have stayed up and so they owed twenty million dollars and they worked it out by some thing that makes more sense than than rain shortened innings in cricket. Look that up. That's incredibly difficult. If you're an accountant, please tell me you get this because I sure as hell don't. But we need to be worried about them. They're probably going to try and start something in their fan, in their stands, and they may even try to pick a couple of fights. So if they pick a couple of fights, I have no doubt in my mind that the stewards are going to come in try to break it up. But if we're in front of them, we're, we're probably going to get pelted with rocks and pebbles and coins and other things that we don't want. So we need to be worried of them, and I expect Sheffield to have a full head of steam coming out and wanting to take our ankles out. We need to be watching our ankles, boys. We need to be defending well. We need to be off. We need to be on the offense well. We need to actually take the ball and do something with it instead of just sitting there and letting God knows who steal it out of our feet. We need to play better, and we need to watch our backs because we might just end up with a knife in the back of it, and no one wants that. Their nickname is the Blades. So yes, exactly. is a clear possibility. I'm going to say this. I would welcome their supporters to challenge the West Ham supporters because I, I think you may have forgotten the ICF is the most feared firm in all of England. And I don't care if you're the blades of Sheffield United, you're going up against the OGs. So as far as I'm concerned, I've seen the Godfather. I know what's going to happen to young and up and comers. So bring it on blades, bring it on. So, Here's the deal. Sheffield United, interesting, interesting game. Um, I think you and I are in agreement. If we come out and play to our ability, this is not going to be um, a very difficult contest for West Ham United. They should walk away with a comfortable victory. But nonetheless, we tend to have been making it hard on ourselves. So this brings us to the score prediction, Zach. What do you see happening in this game? What is your score? one nothing, late winner. One nothing late winner for Zach. All right, Zach, who is your goal scorer? I think we're gonna get a substitute scorer. 
I don't know who the substitute's going to be because I haven't. I don't know who Pellegrini's going to put in what square peg, but whoever it's going to come in from the midfield, and it's going to be one of those things. We're going to be on here talking about it again come next Wednesday, and we're going to be like, what the hell was that? You, you crack me up because you love to cast this wide net. Well, it's going to be a substitute score. You never give me a name, and then it makes me – it's really hard on me to choose because I know what you do, Zach. You're, you're just like, you're just like um, those TV uh, infomercials that used to sit there and go, and go, call us right now. We will tell you your future. And you say things like, tomorrow you're going to wake up and breathe air. And so you can't be wrong. I know what you're doing, Zach. I know what well, you're but doing. But no, I'm not saying a jarry, which is how you pronounce it, actually. It's a jarry. We heard that last week for the first time. Well, I'm going to keep saying Ariat because I don't, I don't, uh, you got to score a goal before I'm going to call you your name right. So here, but, here's the deal. Here's the deal. I'm going to tell you what the final score in this game is going to be. It's going to be two Neil West Ham United, and we are going to get an early goal from the man who was so close last week multiple times, Sebastian Allaire. He's going to get on the on the board early. And then I'm calling it, I mentioned it earlier, and I believe this. Manuel Lanzini is going to remind us in this game when he comes off the bench, because he will be benched, and if he's not, um, I'm, there, my prediction is, is dependent upon a lot of things here, okay? Lanzini's got to get benched. He's going to come on in the 60th minute, and then by the 73rd minute, He's going to put in a wonder goal, and he's going to remind us all. And then I'm going to sit there and say, play like that every week, and we have no reason to drop you. But he hasn't done much all year, no, and I think, I think we need to acknowledge that. And it's pathetic, the fact that he hasn't done much, and he's one of the fan favorites. Everyone loves him. Um, him, when he got injured, everyone was like, oh, no. And then when he came out, everyone was like, oh, yay. And we have a lot of hopes on him, and we all believe that he should be starting for Argentina. But because of the fact that he's not produced anything, we're starting. We're, we all are starting to wonder about him, and we're starting to wonder about Anderson and other guys that have not performed for us. Yarmolenko is really the only one that's performed very well for us. Rice in the past two games, he's had one. He had a blunder last game, and then he's not look, did not look good last weekend at all. So that brings me to this. We've obviously saw some really poor performances, and going into this game, this might be the toughest question I've asked you about the Sheffield United preview. Who is your man of the match? Roberto. I think he's going to figure out what's, what Sheffield United's doing. We're going to actually defend him well and be there for to collect loose rebounds and clear them out. And we are going to – and he's going to come away and go, hey, I like winning. I remember how to win now. I'm going to tell you right now, my man of the match is Declan Rice. And I think that because <clears throat> he's had he's had a really poor performance against Everton. He was exposed at certain things. I think he got humbled in that game. Yeah. I think he's going to go back to the drawing board. And he tends to be what I think every West Ham fan wants. He's a guy that's never satisfied. And when he gets shown up, he's only going to go back and get better. So I expect a monster performance from Declan Rice in this game. I 100% expect, expect him to make it incredibly difficult on Sheffield United to even get past the midway line. That's what I'm expecting out of him. So that is my man of the match. That brings us to my favorite part of the show, but everybody else tends to not like this, including you. I'm a little disappointed that you don't like it, but it's time for my favorite part. It's time for the yellow and red cards. Who is your yellow card for? Pellegrini. 
when you come out and say in a post-game press conference that I would have subbed everyone off if I could at half, that reflects very, very poorly on you. We spent a lot of money to get you from China you are, because you have a great reputation, you've won the league before, and you know what the hell you're doing. And to say that is pathetic. It is absolutely appalling to me that you are this great wizard of soccer knowledge and the fact that you say I would have subbed everybody off at half just is like him saying, eh, I fucked up. Big fucking deal. Who cares? We all make mistakes. No, we put so much money and faith into this team and into you, and you can't even deliver that. I am going to give my yellow card to Philippe Anderson, and let me tell you why. I think Philippe Anderson is playing with too much pressure on his shoulders. I think he feels like he has to be the playmaker, and I'm giving him a yellow card to say, hey, buddy, play inside yourself. You do you. Don't do more than you have to do. Do your job. If he does that within the terms of the system, then I think it's going to work. But it, I think the 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 non-effective forward play that we have shown has definitely taken a toll on his psyche, and he's trying to do more than he needs to do so that he can get West Ham back into the game. So I really, really uh, want him to sit there and say, you know what, I'm just going to be Philippe. That's why we bought you. We bought you because of who you are. We didn't buy you to be somebody else. We want you to be Philippe Anderson, um, and we know what he's capable of. So I'm really, really hoping that he gets back to basics this next week. All right, who is your red card for? StubHub, I, so let me explain this. So for all of you who aren't paying attention, the World Series is on right now, and the Nationals just happen to be in it. I have been looking at tickets for game five like a hawk, and the lowest ticket right now is $698. With fees, it's $868. That is insane. That is an insane amount for fees, and I'm looking at other sites, and fees are about $200 a ticket. I'm like, are you kidding me? This is absurd, and for... A $600 ticket, $200 per for fees? Pretty soon, we're, what, pretty soon this is going to be astronomical. Why not let's go back to the time, like there was in the 90s, where you can go to a Macy's or go to a Hex or go to a department store and buy your tickets to Ticketmaster because they used to be in department stores. You want to go see, I don't know, the Rolling Stones? Sure, at whatever, the local NFL stadium. Let's pretend it's July. You go to... I don't know, on Nordstrom's, and there's one there. And you'd say, hey, I want tickets for the Rolling Stones. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, here you go. And it's all done right there. And there was a lot There was a lot less fees back in the 90s than there are today. Now it's just absorbing them out through the roof. Trying to go to anything nowadays is just absolutely bonkers. That's my gripe with stuff up. And it didn't used to be like this. My red card, Zach, as, as amazing as yours was, my red card goes to Manuel Pellegrini, and I'm going to tell you why. I know you gave him a yellow, but I think you totally screwed that up. If I was watching that match, I'd have been yelling at you as the ref. Give him the goddamn red! That's what I would have been saying. All right? I'd have been saying, I'd have been saying, give him the rojo! Rojo! Give him the rojo! Um, I just would have been all over this. And let me tell you why. <coughs> you botched that lineup so bad that at no point in that game did we look like we knew what we were doing and that no matter what and i love you pellegrini and i do not want to get rid of you and i'm not saying anything negative about you but i'm going to tell you now you got to take your lumps on this one because you missed it there you missed it there big time your choice to put for in was poor 
I would have rather have you seen gone with Robert Snodgrass, a, a Premier League proven player that, yes, you lose some um, ability with Snodgrass, but nonetheless, Snodgrass Snodgrass is going to give you the one thing that Fornals doesn't have, and that is experience inside this team. And yeah. I think that one move would have made a massive difference for West Ham United. Um, I just think, Pellegrini, you you got to show your force as a manager here. It's not about being a player's manager now. It's about being a manager for West Ham United and doing what's best for the Hammers. And I really want to see you make some serious changes, at least four to the side. I'd like to see six. I worked it out. I'd like to see you do six, but my red card goes to you because you jacked that up royally and you've got to own it. All right, Zach, it's now your favorite part of the show. Time for your shameless plug. All right. So I've been promoting Gabby for the past, since the beginning, I think. Anyways, I'm promoting myself. Christmas is literally around the corner and you have friends that like sports. I know all of you do. You need to start thinking about them in order to get them for the holidays. Head over to Zach's Trunk Show. It's Zach with an H if, in case you can't spell my name, which you'd be surprised how many can't. Um, head over to Zach's Trunk Show. I have sports stuff. I have jerseys. I have hats. I have scarves. I have pennants. I have a lot of stuff. I have bobbleheads, too. I have a lot of stuff. It's great for holiday holidays. You got friends that are NFL fans. I got stuff for almost literally every NFL team. Baseball fans got baseball stuff. Soccer, I got soccer stuff. Just come Google me. Google's Zach Strong Show. I have an Instagram page. I got eBay store and Poshbox store. I got lots and lots of stuff to go. So if you can't find what you're looking for, message me and I'll work, work with you. Absolutely. Christmas is around the corner, but the only thing I want from Zach is a lock of that luscious curly hair. So uh, just make sure you put that online. I think that'll sell fast. Um, once again, thank you so much to all the American Hammers Radio listeners. Thank you to Tim and Lee for giving us the opportunity. Um, the only thing I have to say is if you're ever out in Fresno, California, feel free to stop by Full Circle Brewing Company, the home of the Fresno Irons, and grab a pint with yours truly. As always, come oh, on. Oh, hey, 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 hey. I forgot. forgot. Um, we have stuff to sell. We have American Hammers Radio stuff to sell. Go on to the American Hammers TV page. I'm sure you can find the shop link. We have t-shirts. We have hats. We have mugs. We have blankets. We have stickers. You can get a sticker for your car, a sticker for your laptop, a sticker for your fanny pack, a sticker for anything. We, if you, you can think we can put it on something, we can probably put it on. So buy your American Hammers radio stuff and show your fandom through American Hammers radio. Yeah. I almost forgot about that. Come on, you irons. Thank you for listening.